Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Ash London podcast. What's this podcast all about? Well, like life, I'm figuring it out as I go. It'll grow and evolve as I do and as you do, hopefully. I want to figure out how to keep living my best life, even when it feels like the world is imploding. It'll be a little bit messy emotional, confronting, and hopefully we'll be able to laugh about it along the way. I'm dedicating season one to my current season of life. It's called New Mum Who Dis, and I'm chatting to some incredible women who chose to become mums at the peak of their career. We've had everyone from Miranda Kerr to Leanne Moriarty, and more recently, Senator Larissa Waters, who was pretty badass. So if today's your first Ash London podcast experience, I encourage you to get stuck into the back catalogue after this. This week's episode is sponsored by my mates. Literally, these guys have become my mates at thememo.com.au. Now, one thing I found when newly pregnant was that a lot of the online baby stores were mostly kind of rainbows and unicorns and generally just not my vibe at all. The Memo, however, I guess it's kind of like the website for cool moms, not regular moms, and obviously we're all cool moms. It's a curated list of the very best, most stylish and well-tested items for mama and baby. Nobody in the history of the universe was more excited than me the day the crew arrived with my order from the memo. There were happy tears. But here's the most exciting part, kids. To celebrate the fact that this potty has officially had 10,000 downloads, thank you so much, that is insane, in our first month, I'm teaming up with the memo to give away me and Buddy's favorite 10 items from the site worth over 2,000 bucks. This is the ultimate new mum haul for you or maybe a friend who's a mom or a new mom to enter, head on over to Instagram, um, follow me at Ash underscore London and the memo at from the memo. All the details are there. Plus for an extra entry, head to ash.london. Um, we're going to draw the uh, winner next Tuesday. So you've got one week to enter. Um, all the prizes are on my Instagram. It's amazing. And I'm so excited to be teaming up with these guys. Everything from Buddy's Bath to Rocker, the Ergo baby carrier we use, his play gym, which he's obsessed with. There's a little mirror on it and he stares at himself in the mirror. And that's how I know that he's my child. I want to say a huge thank you to thememo.com.au for existing and also for partnering with us. The Memo. Feel good. Expect joy. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. I won't be interviewing a successful woman about her journey to motherhood. I'm going to be keeping this one a little closer to home. I'm going to be interviewing my husband, Adrian, about becoming a dad and the journey we've been on from conception to today with a four and a half week old baby boy, our buddy. Not because I think men need more airtime, but because it's a perspective we don't often hear. And given that he's the person I love most in the world, I wanted to hear his perspective. You also get to hear how we met, how we conceived. Sorry, mum, if you're listening, orcs. Let's get into it. My one-on-one with the Huzz. So something a bit different this week for the Ash London podcast. We've gone from Miranda Kerr to Leanne Moriarty, lots of big, famous, successful people. 
What are you saying? Um, this week. <laughs> Am I the most famous guest you've had? Is obviously, that what you're saying? Obviously, the most important, the one I love the most, obviously. Well, it will be a, an interesting test. Well, I haven't test introduced you yet. You're to supposed to stay quiet until if I, I say. get more downloads than Miranda <laughs> Kerr. <laughs> Welcome to the Ash London podcast. My husband, Adrian Paul Bryan. Hello. I'll take it away, my middle name. <laughs> oh, I was moving this dorky. <laughs> this feels very um, influencer to do this. Like, yeah, it does. A husband and wife get on and talk yeah. about their life. We are a great power care. couple, though, babe. So. I don't think people do care, but... They, no, they do. So well, many people... I don't have a job, so <laughs> I haven't got a lot to do. So many people messaged me, you know, wanted to hear from you and me. Really? We should tell everyone who's with us. Honey is over there in the corner. <laughs> no, way more important. Buddy. Buddy's with us, um, kind of next to us. So it, it, he loves the boob. So at some point he'll probably want mm. some booby. Um, so I haven't told you much about... Today, what this is about. You've no. been a bit nervous, haven't you? Yeah, well, I get nervous going on award-winning podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to be behind the scenes, babe. Yeah, as much okay. as you like to. Well, put for, me I out thought in it would be. I Instagram. thought it would be nice for something different to hear from you and our experience, mm-hmm. and you as a dad, mm-hmm. because we don't usually ask the boys. We're a big part of the process. Well, you're a big part of the process, but also not a big part of the process at all. That's hurtful. Do you actually remember the last time we did something like this and never used the audio? Yes. Should we tell everyone? Yeah, you tell them. Well, it was as I was quitting my job in radio at the end of last year. Yeah. We thought we were going to get a van. Yeah. And drive around Australia. Like we'll quit our jobs. Yep. Classic. We'll get a van. Yeah. But then we didn't want a baby instead. <laughs> we got pregnant in like January. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, I've got to get an extra car seat in the van. It's too hard. <laughs> Just gave up. <laughs> But it was a plan. Definitely was a very much mm. a planned pregnancy. So before we do that, let's tell everyone how we met, how okay. it all started. I'll let I you haven't heard this story. <laughs> do you want to hear my version? Yes, of the story? I want to hear your version of the story. All right. Well, I've told you this before, but we hadn't met before the night we'd met. But you don't seem to remember it, which is we had not insulting. Met. There's no way I met you we before we definitely met. Definitely had met Irene, who will be listening to this podcast. Hello, love um, you, Irene. Love you, Irene. I remember asking her at some event. Yeah, like oh, I remember the event. You Francis. Francis, yeah, it was just an EMI artist. Yeah, 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 R.I.P. She didn't die. <laughs> She's still alive. Her music career did that. Oh, no, don't say that. Yeah, and I remember to say. At Paddington Town Hall. Yeah. I remember being there. Yeah. I do not remember meeting oh, you. Well, that is... <laughs> Maybe we didn't. We might not have met. You just perved on head. me from the corner, yes. probably. And I think I said to Rainey, "Who's that?" And she said, "As if you didn't already know." <laughs> and uh, and nothing happened. Obviously, um, that night I was just checking. Why didn't out. you come and say hello to me? Well, because I was nervous. <laughs> I thought you were heaps cool. <laughs> like was, you're like so cool, like hanging out with music <laughs> stars and stuff. And then when we did meet, and I was like, "Not cool. Not so cool." <laughs> No, we met at the Arias. Yeah, so a couple that would have been like two years later. Yes. I walked in with my then boss, Dave Cameron. Also a fox. Silver haired <laughs> fox. And I believe you turned to your friend and grabbed his, his knee yeah. and said, Who is that? Introduce and he went, me. It's Dave Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the other hardy. <laughs> and uh and then we then we just met. I was like, introduce me, introduce me. And then I texted my friends. I said, I got met my husband. I said, I'm yeah. gonna marry him. And I was like, Cooey jets, babe. <laughs> like, 
But then what happened to the next Arias? One year later at the Arias, it was a different whole another kettle of fish because we were together at that point yeah. and I was hosting something and yeah. you were supposed to meet me at like 7 o'clock or whatever and you were late and I was so annoyed because you'd yeah. flown in from Melbourne yeah. to Sydney for the Arias mm. and you had one job, which was just to get there at 7. Meanwhile, yes. I'd been working for the last 14 hours and I was a bit pissed off at you. But what had you been doing that had made you late? Um, Think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was picking up your engagement ring. ring or wedding ring, really, because you yeah, only got one. Got one. Stingy. No. Um, yes, that's what I was doing. I, I flew to flew to Sydney from Melbourne to get that secretly. Um, just previous to me coming down to Melbourne for the Arias, I'd been invited to go to dinner with you and Harry Styles. And you said no. And in the ultimate power play move, <laughs> I was like, no thanks. Because um, Harry was playing at the Arias That's that night. That's right. And you didn't want to come and to so dinner. And so you went to dinner with Harry Styles. <laughs> and so, of course, I've rocked up at the Arias like, oh, yeah, no worries. I've got this. Don't worry about it. Is this like some mega rich star is going to swoop in and take my A couple of days later, you apologised for not coming to dinner because you were like, oh, it's just felt like an idiot. And yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just you know sucked up and come to dinner. Why yeah. didn't you come? Because I was in Melbourne for a start oh, right. and you told me on the day, oh, I'm going to dinner tonight, fly to Sydney and come and have dinner with me and Harry Styles. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but no, if I'd I'm, said, I've got stuff on. But if I'm, I'd said, you know, I miss you, I want to have sex, you would have been like, I'm on my way. Yeah, <laughs> so probably. to be fair, we flew from Melbourne to Sydney multiple times a week. Yeah. 8,000 frequent flyer points, no big deal. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So then. Then the Aries after we, it was on for young and old and we got engaged soon after. Yeah. It was, it was on, pretty quick for after us. After I, uh. Took a trip overseas to sow my wild oats. And called me every night on Skype. Right. Yeah. And got drunk and took your top off. Yeah. <laughs> and I accidentally said I love you, remember? Yeah. On FaceTime and then just hung up. Yeah. As soon as I'd said it. Yeah. And then you called back and I tried to be all nonchalant. Like, yeah, that what was pretty funny. Thing. And you were like, uh. I was like, that was so soon in the relationship. It really was. But it was always going to be like that for me. I was sure. always going to know straight away. Sure. And we knew straight away. We got married. And yep. did you always know you wanted kids? No. Really? No. So there was a possibility that you were not going to have kids? Well, I just, um, there was a, all my friends have got kids, mm-hmm. like hundreds of them. Because you're from the country. I'm from the country. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to be for me. I just really? don't know. But you're so good with kids. Like whenever yeah. you're with your like nieces and nephews and God, you've got like 13,000 oh, great fun children. uncle. You're good. The best fun good uncle. uncle. But then I can just <laughs> hand them back and be like, catch you later and go to Italy. But when you met me and we fell in love, mm. did you know that we'd always have kids? Or did you some did part of you think maybe we'll just be that couple that's Yeah, like, part of me did. Really? Well, only just a small part because I was like <laughs> We had a lot of disposable cash. A lot of cash. disposable cash and we were just like cruising Living. around the country, like going overseas, having a great time. And uh do you think you could have been happy? No. If we just... Or not since having Buddy. Now like, we what know. What the hell were we doing? What? That's such kind of superficial piece of shit. would not have Buddy. Exactly. God, he's cute. I'm just he staring does. at him now. His little thumbs in his mouth. God, he's good. Okay. Yeah, so, so you yeah. maybe weren't well, open to not. Because I was all... There was no world in which I wasn't having kids. Mm. You know, I'm very maternal. And mm. we wanted to foster or adopt for a while. Yeah. But they wouldn't let us foster because we hadn't known each other long enough. That's right. We were married, but they were like, we haven't lived together long enough to even start the, pro- the fostering. <laughs> Too keen, <laughs> guys. Back up. Um, it's a weird timeline because there was like 
we went to Europe. We had one last kind of big trip. Mm. COVID hit. Mm. You quit your job. I decided yes. that I would only work for another year. And then we got pregnant. Yeah. So I feel like for us it was a mix of the universe giving us the perfect opportunity, but also we decided it was time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was definitely time for us to get some more meaning into our life. <laughs> yeah. We just go to Bunnings on Saturday. Yeah, we just, just walk around. opportunities to just go to places. And we're like, oh. We were so we were bored. We, we were bored. I think it was I mean, definitely time. we didn't time. have a child because we were bored. That's true. No, but no, we bet. We it was time, yeah, yeah, in yeah. our life. But I feel like maybe step. you weren't committing to the baby making process as quickly as I was, because you kept claiming we weren't trying while I was getting my birth control out and yes. silently tracking my period. Well, so it's quite a, it's a big thing when you commit to the baby making process, yeah, because there is no going back, and I pro- it probably just didn't register in my head that this is what's happening because we're just. Having, having some sex. great sex. But were you hoping hoping we'll get pregnant while you weren't thinking about it so that it would just be like, great, we're pregnant, I don't have to like have an existential crisis about whether my sperm works or yeah. whether we're actually going to do this? And that's what happened. Yeah. Pretty much. Because mm-hmm. we were fortunate. Um, so birth control came out in June, pregnant in February. Yeah. Do you want to tell people how we got pregnant? Is that too – Well, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's yeah. Buddy's, Buddy's first time hearing it. I think it happened on the first time that I was actually trying. (laughs) You're claiming that was the first time you were really in the zone. Yeah, but also the first time that you were really in the zone. Because we had the ovulation sticks at that point with the smiley faces. That's right. And as soon as we got the smiley smiley face, face. we were like, let's give it a go. Yeah. Well, I was on my way to work and I realised I hadn't checked my ovulation that day. Yeah. So then I checked it and it was the... Go time. The go time, but you were on a call with Keegs or someone. <laughs> you were on, on a Zoom call. I was, yeah. And I stood behind the computer showing you the stick. Yeah. <laughs> pointing at my wrist going. <laughs> time to go. I wrapped up that Zoom call pretty quick, didn't I? <laughs> and then we had the most non-romantic but hilarious and joyful baby-making time. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Not that it wasn't good. It was yeah, just it was it funny because we, yeah. we were like, this is ridiculous. Rushed and we just had to sort of get it. Get it happening, which I'm pretty sure that's the process for everybody. Everyone, isn't, isn't no it? one's that's like, and we orgasm together, oh, and it did the, like foreplay for 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Come on, guys! Opened up, and Jesus appeared and said, "I bless this union." Yeah, no. And what did you say? <laughs> oh, I don't know if we need to share that. But is your mum going to hear this podcast? I'll tell her. Is my mum going? My mum will definitely hear. Definitely hear. She's probably outside with a glass against the door as we speak. Oh, Jenny. Yeah, no. I said, here comes the baby maker. <laughs> I think we both knew that it had happened. Yeah. I knew straight away. Yeah. And then I went to my hippie acupuncturist, you know. Yeah. To To get confirmation. To get confirmation and all the She was not trained in anything. Don't you talk about Isabella. (laughs) (laughs) No, I saw her when I ovulated. Like literally that the next day I went to see her and said, look, I ovulated yesterday and had sex. What do I need to do? Yeah. I, she mean, did all I, the pins. I almost wasn't needed for the process. <laughs> you were raving about it, it so much, going, she's the one that got me pregnant. So when we peed on the stick and found out we were pregnant, mm. you knew before me. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring the stick down. I mean, it's not doesn't it's say anything on it anymore, anymore. And it's got your pee on it. So it wasn't good. Because you were too scared to kind of look. Yeah. So then I went in and saw it and had that second of, hang on, this can't be right. 
I mean, we've only tried one time. <laughs> but I was like, it says yes, because it wasn't one of times it said yes or no. Yeah. Made it pretty clear. I didn't have to look for lines. Yeah. And and I'd stripped off naked in the other yeah, room because I was like so stressed out. Just getting stressed out. So then I was like, um, I think it says what it, we want it to You're say. Like, oh my god! I was like, what? And you were like, what does this mean? Yeah. That's right. What I said, what does this mean? mean? And I was like, what do you mean? What does it mean? What does it say? And you were like, it says yes. It says yes. And, and then, then you cried. Yeah. I cried. Took photos. Took photos. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I'd be so anxious because I generally have anxiety. I always thought I'd be super anxious when um, I found out I was pregnant and I wasn't anxious at all. I was just so mm. happy. Mm. I was anxious? probably anxious. Yeah. Because yeah, I just quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Great time. Great times. So talk to me about how that actually felt. You've quit your job. Your wife's pregnant. Yeah. Were you actually scared or were you, uh, are you just like in some kind of, you know, general sense, I should be scared so I don't have a job? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing that you think about is the security and am I going to be able to provide for my family? So old school, even though mm-hmm. you're the one that provides <laughs> for this family. Um, so straight away I was like, oh, man, okay. Like I planned out the next 12 months already. I was like, oh, okay, so maybe we could, I could go six months without working and then I'll probably have to get a job before the baby comes. Yeah. So how stressed out were you during the pregnancy about the logistics of it and the money and um, honestly? Oh, I don't know. Probably a bit. Mm. And was that something that was like you were putting on yourself? Of like I'm the man. Yeah. I should, really? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Well, I don't know why, because I actually just want to stay home with Buddy and look after yeah. him and not work anyway. And there was and I never I have no that was interest sort of in half the plan. Yeah, like that was the dream for you to kind of. Yeah, but it's still like a big thing for me to be like, I'll stay home with the baby and not earn any money. Yeah. Uh, even though that will be helping you. But it was, yeah, it was still a pretty big thing to like try and get my head around and then work out, okay, I'm comfortable with that. And I'm probably still not super yeah. comfortable with it. I'm, I'm still not working. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So how do you feel about it now? That's great. It's the best. And if you could choose now between like a high paying job, nine to five in an office and hanging with Buddy, what would you choose? Uh, it's a well paying job. Yeah. Well, right oh, now. He's saying choose me. Uh, choose me. me. Uh, right now I'd choose Buddy. Yeah, I'd choose freaking Buddy every second of yeah. the day. But, you know, that'll change and um, I'll need to go back and tick that box at some stage. He's doing that weird thing where he's like... <laughs> so someone that grew up in the country with a far, with very much traditional kind of roles, uh, like your your dad yeah. was a milk guy, yeah. mum worked for the business. Yeah, mum had four kids. Yeah. I guess that makes sense that you would Think that kind I of bring that. Be the provider. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. 
And but does it still like? Does it make you honestly feel like less of a man? I feel like this is a trap. No, <laughs> but is that a real thing? I don't know if it's a real thing anymore. That idea that that's what it's supposed uh, to look like. Because in my mind, it's not a thing. But you're the man that has has had to kind of absorb all the expectations of what a man is supposed to do and be and whatever. A little bit still. Mm. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I'm definitely not that type of no way. person, but it still does. I don't know whether it's the stigma that's attached to it or whether it's like I don't know anyone else that's doing it. Yeah. So. And you were very successful for a long time and very much like established sure. in a role. And yeah, that so became part of your identity. Un- unpick around yeah. that, not doing that anymore. But then women have to do that every time they have a baby pretty much, right? Yeah. No matter what you're doing in life, you have to kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. switch lanes and then you're expected to just happily be a mum for a while. Yeah. And you're not allowed to resent the baby if you miss work. That must be tough. I don't know how you balance both. I don't. Good luck. Yeah, I also quit my job. I'm going to pick up the baby. Okay. So the time came to have the baby and... Well, so in that lead up to the baby... I, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Dead inside. No. <laughs> What's that about? Well, because there's like no connection at all to the baby from a oh, from man. a man's perspective, really. Well, this is just my opinion. But I really didn't. And even when you're like, come and feel the baby, you know, all those times, you'd yeah. be like, come and feel the baby. And then I'd come over and there'd be nothing. Stop kicking. Yeah. I was like, that was just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even when he was kicking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I still don't. There's nothing, you know, I'll meet him when he gets out. It'll be fine. Like, it's hard to penetrate the yeah. barrier. <laughs> You've already done all one. the penetrating you <laughs> yeah, need to do. Right. So, yeah, that was strange because there was just sort of, oh, gee, I hope I get some sort of attachment to this baby yeah. when it comes out because I don't have it yet. And you were like, oh, he's it's a part of me. He comes to everywhere I go. I talk to him all the time. And I was like, oh. Well. Interesting. In your life, you've had, you've had a, you know, you had a wife, she passed away, it mm-hmm. was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I think when you experience grief like that, it changes you forever. I mean, I, you know, when I lost dad, all of a sudden you, you become, what's the opposite of invincible? Mortal. Mm-hmm. And you kind of expect that bad things can happen. And mm-hmm. I don't know, was any part of that like, because you decided you're probably never going to get married again, you might not have kids. Possibly. If you decided that that isn't going to happen, maybe it doesn't feel, I don't know. Well, well, there was a definitely a point, I mean, after Lauren died, where you just go, well, this is not going to happen for me. Yeah. Like, ever again. You know, obviously in that um, stages of grief, like that sort of soon after, the one thing you think of is, oh, well, that was my shot and, uh, yeah. you know, I won't get married again. And no I won't one gets to marry two, That's right, 10 two out tens, of 10, exactly. obviously. So, you, like, that plays on your mind a lot. Um, so then maybe when it was happening, I was like, oh, this, I thought this was never going to happen and maybe it just took a little bit longer for me to kind of get my Yeah. Was any part of you scared that something bad would happen? Yeah. Do you reckon that, was, that might just be like normal? Cause well, it could be normal. Like, yeah. But it's probably heightened by the fact that, yeah, I mean, that's the whole, like, you're not allowed to get sick and yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, yeah. I can't. Um, you know, go through that again kind of thing, which is unfair, but you know, if yeah. you do get sick, babe, it's okay. <laughs> I'll still be strong. <laughs> but I had this amazing pregnancy. 
You did. When nothing went wrong. Yeah. Which I think was a, such a blessing for both of us because I'm a hypochondriac and you so true. got history. I thought it was going to be real painful. <laughs> so did I. I thought, how <laughs> is he, he going to stick with me through this? <laughs> I'm going to complain You did for surprise me. Thank you yeah, so much. Uh, maybe I didn't tell you enough, but I thought you were pretty brave and that pretty strong. Thank you. Through the whole thing. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Well, I didn't know that you were not struggling with, but having that kind of lack of connection. Yeah. Which it doesn't wasn't really an issue because no, I was like, it makes it makes perfect sense. Even without your history as a man, and I think I never thought of it like that. But mm. since you're not experiencing it, it's this idea you're just watching a bump grow. Yeah, and I had spoken to other dads, and they were like, "Oh yeah, not until the baby comes out, mm. and they grab your little finger or they like you know do something, and you kind of go, ah, yep, you're yeah. mine, and um, I'm going to protect you, and you know." I'm going to yeah. do everything I can. Well, we've got some audio that we had. Oh, we got, the nurse, something we prepared earlier. The nurse took a video because yeah. we ended up having to have a C-section. Yes. And the nurse took a video. And I think because she's a nurse, she doesn't realise how gory the video is. <laughs> it Ooh. is like, you see It's everything. pretty full on, yeah. yeah. So our, um, you hear me talking to Siobhan, it's our obstetrician. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering who that is. But this is some audio of, like you said, when you're going to press the red button. I'll press the when red button. When we met Buddy. Is he here? Oh, hello. Is he good hair? Oh my god, he's got so much curly hair. Keep your hands just in, right? Because it's all sterile. Hello. There's your mummy. There's your mummy. There's your mummy. He's so chill. Is he? Is he okay? He's chill. He takes after his parents. Stop it, sweetheart. Look at the foot. Oh my god, the foot. Thank you, Siobhan. He's the darling, eh? I love that we were just pointing out bits of his body. I love the first question you asked was, "Does he have hair?" (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been told on the ultrasound and also by Siobhan that he had hair and he does have hair. Yeah, he does have hair. Not How surreal was that though? Yeah, that was pretty crazy because it's almost like like the whole C-section process. Like I just noticed in there that the anaesthetist was telling me off because I must have been putting my hands over the yeah. top of the curtain. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, get your hands back from the sterile <laughs> yeah, area. That's sterilised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it's, cause it's like a like – it, I liken it to like the voice – yeah. Like the spinning chair, <laughs> yeah. like you don't really know what's behind the curtain, and then they yeah. drop the curtain, and it's like there he is. Um, so it was, it was pretty crazy, and I could obviously see over the curtain too. Yeah. So I was like watching everything. Like I can't believe you watched. Yeah, I know that was, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then like it literally, he's just there, and Siobhan was just holding him, 
and like he was just not doing anything. Like wasn't even crying. He was just he was just staring. so chilled. Because originally we were calling him Buddy Wild because he was wild in my stomach yeah. and he never stopped moving. Yeah. But then as soon as he came out, we were yeah. like, mm. he's, he's a bit of a chiller. He's a chill pill. Yeah. And then, of course, they whipped him over to the little area where the pediatrician checks him over and I got to go over and cut the squishy umbilical cord. And and you were calling out things to me like, his nose is adorable. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Just letting you know that he was all good and they were measuring his head and measuring all of his bits and pieces, and uh, he was so cute. And then they gave him to me, and I was like, oh, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? And I think at that moment, yeah. that was the moment, yeah. and I was like, oh, man, I have to look after this kid now, and that's amazing, and here he is. He's here. And, and he's you, but little. And he looks exactly like me, yeah, <laughs> which is always going to happen. But, yeah, that was, um, that was pretty cool. That Were you ever cool. scared that you wouldn't bond with him? That the nah. feeling that you have, you nah. knew. No, no, no. And now he's four weeks old. That's four weeks old, and it just gets cuter every day. What is um, strange is that, like, all my mates have had kids, and they all tell you that it's hard, mm. and you know, the tiredness is what kills you, and the shitty nappies and everything and it's all worth it and then you get these little moments and it makes everything worth it and I used to be like that is such crap like that (laughs) is rubbish like you can't you know like doing all that stuff it would be hard it would be really difficult but then the exact thing has happened it's like we're up all night we're tired he's a pretty good baby but even when he won't settle or whatever you're just like oh god and then he looks up at you like, mm. and you just go, oh, man, like, you yeah. got me. He's got me. just the best thing in the world. Yeah, you forget. How do you think our relationship has changed since we uh, We fight a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we never, don't we, fight. We don't fight. We never really. We don't fight. Ever. We never kind of had words. No. But I, I feel like we have been. A bit snappier. A bit snappier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you but think that, I, Well. People also tell me that that like because it's such a team effort that you've got to be strong mm. as a team mm. before you go in and try and do this, which we are. And so I knew that was going to be fine. I knew that we would be able to snap at each other and be super tired, and actually, then it would just not matter. Mm. And I think that's kind of what's happening. It's yeah. like nothing you could do. It. You could say. I think I'm to snappier me. though. Oh, you're definitely because I have moments where I snap at you, and then my yeah. internal monologue afterwards. I'm like, gosh, stop. He's doing a great job and yeah. he's like so in the trenches with you. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So how do you feel about your role as a father? Do you feel like uh, confident in it? Yeah. What about your role as just a that's, man in general? That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought. Let's not get into that now. No, but like as a man who's taken on this, you know, like a new chapter, yep. do you feel like your life is turning out the way you want it to? Yeah. Well, so first of all, first piece is that, I'm a great dad. (laughs) And I I thought I would be pretty good. I like, I'm confident you've left him at home with me, like gone and. Three weeks in, I went to a 40th birthday dinner. Yeah. And I felt so fine. No issue, no issue with him at all. uh, Because they're pretty predictable and you can just, like, you know, whatever. I but, love hearing you say that, though, that, like, so confidently that you're a great dad. Yeah, I have no issue with looking after our boy. And uh, that's great. 
because that I think makes it a bit easier. Um, and yeah, it does seem like the other stuff kind of melts away a little bit when mm. you just sort of look at what the real. It's all about perspective, isn't it? I've exactly. talked about perspective a lot. Um, <laughs> what kind of boy do you want to raise? A good boy with good manners that respects women and we encourage to do what he wants. And what do you want to model for him? Like what do you want him to look at you and go, I want to be my, like my dad in X, Y, Z? Um, good with money. Yeah, great with money. <laughs> Let's hope he gets none of the financial acumen yeah, yeah, from his mother. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so we'll be having boy. early. Like, hey, yeah. mom, oh, my yeah. Gucci loafer sure that I have to put on after pay. And I'll be like, get it, boys. <laughs> he'll be getting um, the barefoot investable early <laughs> and he'll be learning how to uh, to set up a great life for him um, early and not buy stupid things um, and just work hard and, um, uh, you know, make it make, take some risks. Dad's taken a few risks and a few things that haven't quite worked out and um, that's okay. And some things that have worked out. And some things that have worked out, but um, that's okay. So, you know, encourage him to have a crack at that and, and see that that's... That's okay to do, um, but mostly just be a decent human and leave the world in a better place, whether that's helping other people or just, I don't know, doing, contributing mm. in some way that is um, more than just floating. Yeah. You know, people I love float. Um, you want to be a floater. You don't want to be a floater. You want to, you want to do something with yourself. Or I think he will. I think that he you'll will. have Freddie a great Brian. influence on it's him. Change the world. Or his buddy own world. Brian. We love you, buddy. Humble legend. All right. We're getting some noises. That's about all. <laughs> Get a few noises from this end. Just my colleagues. Adrian Brian, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. has been all mine. <laughs> and was I tough to get? Was a, I mean, was it was a, a long time it? for your people to get back to my people. Yeah, it was a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought Miranda Kerr would be tough, but you were very tough. Yeah. Bye, buddy. Love you, darling. Bye, I love you. Great job on the podcast, darling. Who's your producer? <laughs> well, that's it for episode eight. Big love to Buddy for being so good. I love that. Always oh, crying in the background. I love that I can say he appeared on his first podcast at four and a half weeks old. What a legend. Today's episode is brought to you by thememo.com.au. Feel good, expect joy. Don't forget, as part of our 10,000 download celebration, I'm giving away my 10 favorite items from the memo. It's worth two grand. To enter, head to my Instagram page at ash underscore London. All the info is there. And for an extra entry, www.ash.london. The winner will be drawn next Tuesday. Good luck. If you like today's episode and want to support the project, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a review. But more importantly, I want to hear from you. You can shoot me an email anytime. Hello at ash.london. Big love, guys. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.